Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. This is the part of the show where I get to give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from dmartin33. D says, Maudie has a way of making you feel like you are sitting on a comfy couch having a conversation with your girlfriends in her podcasts. She asks great questions that provoke reflection of life and relationships. Keep up the good work, Maudie. I'll be watching for your next podcast to release. I'm loving listening to your labor of love. Thank you so much, Martin 33 I absolutely love the visual of us just sitting on a comfy couch having a chat. That is exactly what my intention was for the show. You are so, so, so much appreciated. Your words make my heart happy. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave me a review and I will make sure to get out a shout out to you on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so happy that you are here as I record this episode about coming out of a funk. I have been living in a little bit of a funky mind space over the last week, I'd say, and nothing big, nothing huge has happened in my world. Just a lot of little things that accumulated enough to cause me frustration, stress, and just being in a downright negative headspace and feeling pretty down on myself. So today what I want to just really quickly outline is a couple ways that I slowly process a funk. And Before I dig in, I do want to uh, provide a a bit of a disclaimer. This is in no way intended to be medical advice. This is in no way intended to provide advice for depression or serious mental health um, suffering or issues, which, as you know, and I've talked about my anxiety in the past, um, I, I, I now can realize and recognize the difference. So today I'm not ha- I'm not talking about depression. I'm not talking about anxiety. I'm just talking about the funk, the grimy, sludgy feeling that I sometimes find myself in and and how I really channel my daughter to, to help me get out of this. Aya, who I'm really excited to shortly be interviewing on the podcast, um, Aya is one of the most resilient human beings I know, 
at 14, she is wise beyond her years, and she does things like pull herself out of a fung or show resiliency without any effort. It is just in her nature. And so since it is not in my nature, she is definitely the one that I take a lot of my um, tips from. I look to her to see, you know, what would what would Aya do in this situation? So full disclaimer, let me just tell you what the final straw was for me that really just kind of set me into the funk. So I had a really, really stressful week, very, very busy in both businesses, and on Thursday, one of the things that was going on in my state farm agency was was a really huge, big, very, very important and critical deadline. And I was running into roadblock after roadblock that was delaying me being able to complete this task by five o'clock. Throughout the day, I literally just felt my stress, like my stress level rise and rise, and rise, and rise. And because I had this deadline, this five o'clock deadline, I really couldn't lean into it. I really had to just, as we all have to do so often in our life, just like push through, put our head down, and get through the day. And on days like Thursday, absolutely, that was the mentality that I needed to bring because it was so, so darn important. And, uh, I thank goodness with the help of many, many people in IT and uh, the team, we were able to meet the deadline. And that was right before five o'clock. Well, let me tell you what I also had that evening was I had book club. I host a really, really awesome and fun and welcoming and inviting Living on Purpose book club. I'm super excited um, to share our next book. We're going to be reading my favorite book in the whole wide world, The Alchemist. And I will actually put um, in the show notes the link to join if you would like to. And we have this, you know, private Facebook group that we kind of just casually have discussion about the book over, I would say, like eight weeks as we slowly, casually read through the book. And then we culminate our book reading with a virtual book club. So on Thursday, I had book club and I was stressed to the max. And I had this feeling, I had this feeling because I had heard other people being in the same sort of funk, other people showing up really busy, really overwhelmed, and I had this feeling that nobody was going to come. So I showed up to to Zoom and was all prepared for book club, and I was correct. What I had put out into the world, this level of stress and this premonition that nobody was going to attend came through came true. And I do want to talk a little bit about on a later episode about how I communicated that with my family because it was such a letdown in the moment. Um, But that just for the sake of this conversation, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? It was just my inner critic just started speaking up and all of my doubts seem to be on display and I I just really I just really sunk kind of love that that night. And so I let myself be in that space and then I realized, you know, there's an opportunity here for me to change them things around and 
try to slowly step outside of this funk that I found myself in. Slowly step outside of the disappointment and move on. So here's what I did. Here are the four steps that I walked myself through. And I'm feeling, it's, I'm recording this on Saturday. I'm feeling still, still bummed, yes, and much better. So the first step is, is to feel it, is to really allow yourself to feel the funk. <laughs> you know, as Brene Brown says, I'm going to butcher this quote, but basically she says, you know, we have to feel it all because when we do not allow ourselves to feel the darkness or in my case, the funk, it really diminishes our ability to feel the happiness and the joy. And so my first tip on stepping outside of a funk is to feel it. And so I did. I cried. I took a nap. I read a book. I was in cozy clothes all day on Friday. And then I also, my favorite step on the feel it, Well, I'm going to say my second favorite, my first favorite step on how to really feel your funk or feel your emotions is to journal it out. Without judgment, just write exactly how you're feeling. That's my favorite. My second favorite um, tip in how to feel your feelings is to call an SOS. An SOS is like one of those very, very intimate friends, people in your life that you can call on. In times of um, funkiness or darkness or sadness or disappointment, and they have the ability to offer you exactly what you need in any given situation. And so I have, and I'm sure you have as well, a couple different people in my SOS list. So, you know, someone on my SOS list is going to be someone who's like really going to um, listen listen without trying to change it or help me or um, do anything about the situation. Just someone who will listen. Um, someone else on my SOS list is a sympathizer. Someone who's going to you know, nod and agree and say, God, that sucks and really like have one of those conversations with me. And then who I actually called on Thursday was my coach who's also on my SOS list. And what this person, what she was able to do is ask me probing questions that kind of opened my eyes to the feelings, opened my eyes to the reality of it. And we didn't decide to do anything. It was just inquiry. And so the first step is feel it. And um, if you don't have an SOS list mentally prepared, I challenge you to start there. If you're not, and I hope you're not in a funk right now, this is a great prep tool. Who would be on your SOS friend family list who you could call and would be able to give you exactly what you need in that moment? So feel it is step one. Step two, now this is kind of the yuck, is to sit in it. To sit in it is to observe your feeling, realize that you're feeling kind of defeated is how I was feeling. I was feeling defeated. And so step two is like I sat in that. I allowed myself to feel defeated. And as I sat in that feeling, it wasn't, it wasn't a wallow. It was like a, 
feel and observe, like observe the situation from that place, from that point in perspective, and observe just the life in general. So step two, and this is this is the hard part, is really just to sit in it and allow it to be because um, at some at some point you'll be ready to change it. And a lot of times what I find myself doing is trying to change it too early or too quickly and really not allow myself to sit in it for just a little bit. So step one, feel it. Step two, sit in it. Step three. Now, this is one I'm really working on. This step is to detach. Detach from your expectation. Uh, Detach from your judgment of the way you should be feeling. So for me, I had some expectations of how my entire week should have gone. And I definitely had some expectations, right, of what I thought book club was going to be. And because I set myself up for this certain situation, when it didn't come to fruition, which a lot of times it doesn't, I became disappointed. And so step three is to detach from the things that we can't control. So detach from our expectations so that by doing so, we can actually get clear. We can actually take a different perspective. We can have one perspective of expectation, but the opposite is a perspective of what we can control. And when I get into a funk, I start feeling very, very out of control. And when I'm able to detach, it helps me realize that I can't change the week. I can't change that I had this deadline. I can't change that nobody was available to show up for book club. So if I can detach from that, I can then move forward on what I can control. So for me, something that I control is put a poll and question out to the people who are in my book club about inquiry uh, on the best time, the most convenient time to to gather. Um, I could pull my book club on what kind of book is everybody really, really needing right now and get some um, buy-in, maybe the word is, get some feedback for why it didn't work so that I can take control moving forward. So step three is to detach both from our expectations of what should have been and then detach from our judgment of ourself, okay? Last step. This is when we decide to take some action. And that's that's actually step number four is to decide. Decide on what you will do in order to move forward. Now, this doesn't have to be huge. And oftentimes for me, it's not. Um, Oftentimes for me, deciding what I want to do is something very, very little. So let me tell you a couple of things that I did. I decided to do to help me move into control to detach from things that I can't control and to step out of my funk. First thing I did is I did something nice, like for someone else, I did a little random act of kindness. I have a friend who is in town, um, in Seattle and staying at a hotel. And so I bought her dinner from my cousin's restaurant in Seattle and I had it delivered 
to her hotel room so she just didn't have to worry about what she was going to eat that night. That little random act of kindness was a decision that I made, an intentional choice to start to move and step outside of my funk. The other thing that I love to choose to do when I'm feeling this is to, is to decide to move my body. So as much as I did not want to hop on the Peloton on Thursday, my day was so freaking busy. But here's what I knew about the busy is that if I didn't decide to take 20, 10, 5 minutes to move my body, the stress is just going to, I knew the stress was just going to continue to build. And based on the research on the burnout book by the Nagosti sisters, they say that one of the best ways, their number one tip to moving through the stress cycle is exercise. And so by hopping on the Peloton, by making that decision, it gave me 20 minutes of stress relief, which is exactly the decision that I needed to make in that moment. And the third thing that I did was I really got clear on my intentions for the day. Um, As I have been talking in the last couple of podcast. If you've missed the intention dialogue, please go back and take a listen because this has literally changed my entire days. And so as I woke up Friday morning, as I woke up this morning, I decided to focus on an intention, on a very, very specific intention. The intention that I chose for myself on Friday was rest. Thursday had been draining. Thursday had been so stressful. Yes, I still had to work on Friday. Yes, I still had to homeschool. Yes, I still had to make all the meals. All of those things still had to happen. And because I chose the intention of rest, I actually chose different ways of providing the meal right? I asked for more help. I was able to sit down more. Just because I set the intention of rest really, really led me to feeling better already. Uh, Today, my intention is in love. Today, um, we, Tom and I are going on a date night and we're so excited for it. And I really want to show up present and warm and in love. And what I wrote in my journal is like, my intention isn't just to be in love today with my my husband. It's also to be in love with my family. It's to be in love with the choices that I make throughout the day. It's to be in love with all of who I am because I need that compassion right now. So my step four is to decide and setting a daily intention is a great, great way to do that. I hope that this helped and I hope that you're listening to this when you are not in a funk. I hope you are just like riding a high right now. And so when the funk comes, because they will, you now have a few little tips and tricks to help move you through the process a little bit faster. And sister, if you are in the funk, if you are in the thick of it, know that you're not alone know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, be gentle with yourself and believe that you've got this because I believe 100% that you do. That's all I got for you guys today. I hope you have an amazing, amazing day. And as always, please continue to live on purpose.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you loved this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.